0: a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org/podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support from KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm maddie Bolanos in San Francisco. Over the past two decades, California has completely reimagined its approach to dealing with young people who commit crimes. That remaking of juvenile justice will culminate next summer in the closure of California's troubled state youth prisons, known as the Department of Juvenile Justice, or DJJ. KQED politics correspondent Marisa Lagos takes a look at what counties are doing to prepare for the end of state juvenile lockups.
1: 21-year-old Reed Butler spent about a year in DJJ after his conviction for murdering his abusive stepfather at the age of 16. Today he's sitting, chatting, and working in a large room with the other 10 youths serving time here in El Dorado County's Juvenile Hall.
0: It definitely feels very different. Historically speaking, the Division of Juvenile Justice is very, they, 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 you could call it a cattle house, like because it prunes and picks these kids to be in the system for the rest of their lives.
1: County Chief Probation Officer Brian Rickard is working hard to build a different culture in this juvenile hall, but he can only work with the tools he's given. So
0: one of the aspects that I don't love about this style of facility is everything is linear. Like, it looks linear, it feels linear, it feels institutional, uh, when in fact it really, because of the way the staff
1: conduct themselves, isn't. Linear, as in it looks like a typical prison. Cinderblock walls and rows of cells lined up next to one another. Rickart is one of 58 county probation chiefs on the front lines of California's ambitious plan to stop sending teenagers to far-flung state facilities that have long been plagued by gang violence and staff abuse. Instead, youths charged with crimes will stay closer to home and county facilities, where the focus is meant to be on rehabilitation, not just punishment. It's a change prompted by not only a sharp drop in youth crime over the past few decades, but also state laws that limited jail time for young offenders and new research about what actually helps turn kids' lives around. But here in South Lake Tahoe, like in many counties, Rickart is trying to make this shift in an outdated, decades-old building that was designed to look like a prison. And while he's working on plans to build a new juvenile treatment center, he says that's actually not the most important part of this shift.
0: Yes, facilities matter. But what matters tenfold are the staff. If you see somebody in a certain way, you'll tend to treat them that way. And if you tend to treat them that way, they will tend to behave that way.
1: That means staff here act more like social workers than cops. They build trust with the youth. The facility resembles a school more than a prison. And young people here spend little time in their rooms. Instead, they're together going to school or participating in therapy, family visits, or other programs. Historically at DJJ, there could be thousands of young people at any one facility, and a culture of adversarial relationships among staff and the youth themselves. Reed Butler has been inside since 2017. Rickhart lobbied to bring him home from DJJ so he could serve his sentence closer to home. He'll be here until he's eligible for release at age 25.
0: I think DJJ has tried to do a good job, but it's very difficult when you're sending all of your broken parts to the same place. That factory doesn't have the tools necessary to fix those parts. Those things need to be dealt with on, like, an individual basis.
1: Butler says he's getting that help here. And he says being able to mentor younger people has helped him grow as well. Rickart concurs, saying Butler's calm presence helps staff reach other kids. But Butler's sentence also represents one of the challenges for counties. State law now allows youth to stay in the juvenile system up to age 26. That means you could have 12- and 13-year-olds serving alongside young adults with incredibly different needs and experiences. Down in San Mateo County, probation leaders are working to create better vocational and educational spaces so that when a 26-year-old is released, they're ready to get a job. So one thing that you'll notice about that's really special about this county is that we have more of a campus feel. Jahan Clark is institution superintendent for the county's probation agency. San Mateo's facility centers around a large courtyard anchored by a lawn and a track. Along the side are garden boxes where youth grow food they then help cook, and chickens they take care of. But at this moment, it's empty. So today, it's unique because we're actually having a career fair, a student fair. So they have Skyline College representing this morning, College of San Mateo. But inside the housing unit, like in El Dorado County, things look more like a traditional prison. That is, until you enter a large room, painted a soothing blue, and covered in bright renditions of sea creatures. This is what we call the reef. And so this is our multi-sensory de-escalation room. So for youth who have more, you know, mental health issues, um, maybe they're getting some bad news, they just need to kind of calm themselves, kind of stabilize, this is our room. Clark, who's been working in this field for decades, says this room illustrates the shift in philosophy from one that prioritized the institutionalization of young people. Now, juvenile probation officials are trying to create environments that mimic home life so kids don't have to learn how to act when they're released. Times have changed. Things are a lot different. And so there is no room confinement. You know, if, if a youth has an issue... They kind of can take a time out, but then they come right back out. Still, there are worries. The shift has happened quickly. Most of these facilities weren't meant to house young people for years at a time. And for all its problems, DJJ did have expertise treating the small number of incredibly high-needs young people, sex offenders, arsonists. So in Fresno County, Probation Chief Kirk Haynes is creating partnerships with other counties to create those specialized programs. He's retrofitting parts of the facility so they can be used for treatment. But he's frustrated that state leaders are forcing counties to move so quickly. And so we've not had a lot of time and, frankly, not had
0: a lot of resources to be able to build up, you know, to have our facilities ready, to have all these things done.
1: The next big challenge, Haynes says, will be bringing Fresno's youth home from DJJ when it closes next summer.
0: But given, you know, all of the challenges that have come along
1: with it, I think at the end of the day and in the long run, we're ready now, and we're going to be even better as the years go by. Under state law, Haynes and others have no choice but to try. They're getting some help from Sacramento. The state budget includes $100 million this year to help make changes to county facilities. For the California Report, I'm Marisa Lagos.
0: And that's the California Report for Monday, August 29th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation, working to build a more effective, compassionate, and just healthcare system on the web at chcf.org slash health-equity. Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors, like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories. In stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute. Coming this fall, the launch of research vessel FALCOR-2, advancing the frontiers of ocean science and exploration, on the web at SchmidtOcean.org. Dot org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an s thanks
1: Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area, its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious Podcast. And I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners.